Welcome to our Friday podcast on the Psalms, some simple devotional thoughts. Today we consider Psalm 95. This is a psalm of worship. It begins with an exuberant hymn of praise and finishes with a call to obey God. The Anglicans listening to this podcast will know that this psalm is one of the most well-known canticles in the Anglican liturgy. It is part of morning prayer. It is known as the Veniety, a Latin word which literally means come, based on the opening words of the psalm, O come. From this psalm, we learn some truths about worship. Firstly, that worship is about rejoicing from the heart, not mere duty. Verses 1 and 2. There is a vibrancy in these verses. Let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. And it is a heartfelt vibrancy. It feels enthusiastic, earnest, as from the heart. C.H. Spurgeon says on this verse, There must be, there should be, joy in our worship. It is the cream of the soul when the heart takes delight in God and joys in him. To worship as if it were mere duty would be but the reverence of slaves before one who is dreaded. But to worship with delight, this is the adoration of children who come to whom they love. Secondly, we learn that worship focuses on the person of God. Verses 3 to 7a. In these verses, we see the greatness and graciousness of God. He is great because he is king. So in verse 3, he is a great king above all gods. In other words, he is supreme. He is over and above all who are worshipped as God, and he is over and above those who have authority over us. He is great because he is the creator. Verses 4 to 6. In verses 4 and 5, we have these complementary terms. Depths of the earth, heights of the mountains, sea, dry land. These complementary terms indicate the whole earth. And in verse 6, God is described as maker. Our maker, yes, but the maker of the whole earth. He is gracious because he is the shepherd. Verse 7a. We are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. He is the shepherd leading, sustaining, protecting, guarding us every day. And this is true for all who, in Christ Jesus, can call God, my God. Notice in verse 7, for he is our God. As a result of being our God, he is our shepherd. Thirdly, we learn that worship is about obedience to God. Verse 7b to 11. In verse 7b, God speaks. Today, if you hear his voice, 
Today is the here and now. Nothing is said of tomorrow. And when he speaks, we are told that we must submit to him and obey him. Today, in the here and now, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Verse 7b and 8a. The rest of the psalm is given over to Israel's attitude towards God during the 40 years in the wilderness and is held up as a lesson to God's people. These last verses from 7b to the end of the psalm are a warning about heart attitude. What we sing in the church service when its focus is on God is not all there is to worship. The worship that God requires of us is submission to his word. When he speaks to us, he looks for prompt obedience from us. The Apostle Paul describes it in Romans 12 like this, a living sacrifice. As John Blanchard says, life ought not merely to contain worship, it should be an act of worship. Join me on Monday for Psalm 96.